And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is materials. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. Or you can use uh, our subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements and be sure to check out our laser engraving personalization options and exclusive colors on our website or you can get a blank one on amazon prime all right so today we're talking about leather we're talking about materials in general and then we're talking a little bit more about our our design and how that kind of materials play into that Um, i think when you when you kind of do the generic sense of these things materials are a very important aspect of every product out there that's a particularly if it's a physical tangible product materials can be very very different from all over the world we live in an interconnected age with technology and the ability to get anything shipped almost instantaneously from anywhere in the world and have it arrive very quickly. So the the access to materials and varieties of materials really allow for an incredible, incredible opportunity for product design and development. And it means that the materials can be very important because where they come from can make them different in a drastic way. The same named thing can be very different from different places. So for example, we, we use leather a lot in all of our things, as many of you know, that's kind of our core product, and that's what we do. And I think when you look at leather, leather is such a, a, an interesting, interesting material. The raw material, the cowhide itself, can vary from location across each location across the world. Some cows grow bigger than others. Some environments cause them to grow bigger. Some types of diets in certain locales in the world cause the tissue in their skin to be fattier, which creates a different marbling effect. Uh, sometimes the bugs, even the local bugs and the bug bites that uh, that affect the leather, can make the leather look vastly different. So there's a variety of different kind of raw materials in that regard that allow each of the leather pieces to be very different. And even you know, even if you said, okay, we're gonna and we're going to tan it the same way. We're going to we're going to dye it the same way. It's all going to be the same. Even two different pieces of leather from different parts of the world would look very very different. So, in in reality, that particularly affects our materials and our raw materials when we when we're doing analysis of that. So another factor that comes into play with with materials like leather, and let's say. Uh, in America, we have very specific EPA regulations about how to properly tan things. Uh, the leather tanning process can be incredibly caustic. It can have materials that are very dangerous and toxic if they were to be improperly handled. And there's a lot of uh, variations in exactly how those those materials, those toxic chemicals are used in different batches to create the same effect. So in that regard, leather materials and all of the other things can really be different from an American-based tannery versus overseas tanneries. And that's not always true. Sometimes uh, tanneries in Italy and Mexico and Canada and a lot of these places, they have follow similar or more stringent rules in summer cases. And so there can be that factor involved in all of uh, in all of the product itself. But, you know, if you look at uh, places like the ex-Soviet bloc, any of the Eastern European countries, a lot of those have more relaxed regulations when it comes to leather tanning. Uh, and that can create a variation in quality, which can be very important. Now, materials being different is a foundational part of product development. Raw materials, what you build your raw good out of can be very important, but also kind of the nomenclature and the way you talk about it can be super important as well. For example, we have in the world we live in, we use full grain leather. We use full grain oil tanned cowhide that's five to six ounces thick. That's the official nomenclature of what we have. Now, when you say to yourself, oh, I like leather things, there's a vast difference between leathers. 
Leather, I've actually had a pleasure of going and visiting. When I first started looking at it, I got a pleasure of visiting the Thiele Tanning Company in Milwaukee. Wonderful company. They've been around for 100 years or so. And I mean, they're, I met with their vice president, excellent guy, and I got a tour of their plant. One of the things I was amazed at when I was working and walking through is they have these big, massive drums that spin the, the leathers and design the leathers kind of in that regard from the dyeing and the washing and the tanning process. And then... When I, they, and then I walked into their finishing room, and they've got a, several different areas in their finishing room, and one of the areas is uh, kind of a scraping area where they basically sand off the top layer of the, of the leather, and then they put down like a plastic layer. Now, this is true of all kind of leather. Leather itself, when it comes off of the cow, is actually kind of white, or if it's been properly preconditioned, it's actually kind of blue. We have a bluing process in our in our country that we use to, to tan the leathers kind of as a pre-tan layer, right? So when we think of that classic cowboy brown leather, that's not really what it actually looks like coming off the cow. That's more what it looks like when it's still on the cow. When it comes off the cow, it's pretty much white, lightly blue. Maybe it might have a little bit of like a, maybe a lightly, a like almost a, a flesh tone to it. It's kind of that color. So one of the things that we have to do is you have to dye it using chemicals to create that color. But then in some instances, some purse companies or sometimes the shoe companies, they want the leather to be perfect on the surface. They don't want there to be any surface imperfections or impurities. And the way you do that is you take and you literally sand down that top layer using sanding machines. And then you basically spray. Um, it's almost like a plastic. It's like a waxy kind of substance. And that's where if you ever feel like a purse and it feels like smooth almost or it feels looks polished, that's usually a result of them essentially removing that top layer and putting down a plastic layer. Now, the only thing we have that really kind of has that plasticky type layer is our Merlot. The Merlot color is much more um, processed, I think, and it is the right word for it. It has a lot more of a, of a kind of a smooth grain surface, but all the other leather we use is very much the natural color and the natural kind of texture in that regard. And, you know, you say to yourself, okay, so you use five, six ounce full grain, you know, oil tan. What does that mean? Well, there's a couple of different tanning processes. There's veg tan and then there's oil tan. Uh, veg tan is a little more natural using, you know, you use different types of you know, natural plant-based additives versus some of the chemicals in that oil tanning. Uh, and it creates a nice leather, but it creates a very different textured leather. It feels different and it kind of works differently. And it wasn't really right for our product considering we needed to have that, that rollover effect with our books and the way it was previously designed. Uh, then we had uh, oil, uh, it's cow hide. So there's a lot of different types of, of animals that you can use for hides. Uh, for us, cow hide was the, what we thought was going to be the most durable and longest lasting while still being kind of flexible. We actually are going to be using buffalo hide, but it's not the classic, you know, classic American bison. That's, that's not really what it is. It's water buffalo. Uh, and those, those hides get really thick. Now, one of the factors that comes into play is being able to cut the leather. The leather, when it comes in, is about, sometimes it can be a variety of, of thicknesses. So what you do is you run it through a machine that basically shaves it to a specific thickness. That's where we get the concept of the five to six ounce. That's a thickness rating. Now, our leather is very thick. It's about, it's a little bit thicker than a quarter, or it's about as thick as a quarter. Um, actually, it's about, yeah, it's thicker than a quarter. I've got one in front of me. So um, when you look at, at that, that means that's a different texture. It's a very different feeling. When you look on Amazon and you see a leather jacket, right? And the leather jacket's like 150 bucks. And you say to yourself, wow, that's an amazing deal for that leather jacket. 
Well, when you get that, what you're going to realize is that's coming from someplace, probably Pakistan or in that kind of area of the world. And the leather they're using is actually very, very thin and it's backed in a fabric. So the way you make something out of leather and you make it that cheap, the only way to do it is to slice the leather into multiple layers, right? So you take one thick piece of leather and then you cut it into three layers, the top grain, middle grain, and then there's the base layer. So if you cut those three grains and then you tan them, you can kind of not tell the difference per se, except they're very, very, very thin. So for us, we believe that the, the best leather is going to be the right thing to do. And that's why we get a lot of our expense. I mean, the reason why the leather binders are so expensive is because the leather is very expensive. So when you look at those different things, I mean, at some level, particularly in the world of leather, you get what you pay for a lot of the times, because particularly with leather, there's a, a base, there's a floor to the raw material price. And you can't really get much below that. So there's, you know, when you're looking at square footage of hides, I mean, it can be very expensive to buy just the raw leather if it's good leather. And if it's cheap leather, that means that there's something they did to it to make it cheaper. It's not that it's just a good deal. That's very rare in the leather world. So for us, materials were very important. Having that proper design was, was incredibly important for us as well. And how that materials affected the design and affected the way that the, the, the book opens and closes. So that's a little bit more about the materials we use in our books and, and particularly in leather. But when I encourage each and every one of you out there, when you're working on evaluating your, prog your pro product, especially if it's going to have something have your name on it, having a product that represents the best of what is out there can be so valuable to your personal brand and to the long-term success of your company. Because if you can position yourself as someone who only uses the best and has that belief in that quality, you really can, you can grow in a much more tangible way because people like that. People like to feel that they are using the best out there. So that's always, I think, a good plan. And that's where we believe, and that's what we're going to hopefully continue to do in our products. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And uh, don't forget to check that subscribe button below to get the latest podcast right away. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals, and I'll do my best to be available whenever possible. But I do appreciate your patience. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help our little community grow. And if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community. Uh, if, you have, if you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our book discounts. We do have those available. And finally, uh, I appreciate those of you who stuck through yesterday's episode with Margin. Uh, I did record that one on the road because there was an issue with the car and everything. So appreciate that. That's why for those of you who watch it on our Instagram or on our Facebook, you may notice a, um, a, a slight uh, gap there. And that's what that's for. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye. <laughs>